Welcome back to Juxtaposition and happy belated Thanksgiving, bro. And to all happy our listeners. Thanksgiving or belated Thanksgiving. <laughs> How's everything, brother? I'm blessed, brother. I mean, we have mom pops in town. Yeah, sis, man. Sis cook good. It was a blessing. <laughs> it was a blessing. Nah, I sure enjoyed family time. Yeah, yeah. So it's always beautiful having family come together, man. And, and being, again, in the place of presence of peace, right? Yeah. The presence of peace. That was... Uh, so, because again, you never we don't have tomorrow promise to us. So, to experience that is always an awesome opportunity. Absolutely, brother. But um, but yeah, I'm excited for uh, our conversation today, bro. And I'm gonna go ahead and just, if it's okay with you, get jump right into the topic. Let's do it. Of, Let's uh, do it. Yeah, we, we got, got a good uh, one today. Yeah, yeah, it is a good one. Peace over happiness, bro. And um, and I want to be clear, like you know, for the audience that you know, I plan on. I believe we are always this way, but I plan on being very direct. Yet pleasantly detailed in today's mm-hmm. discussion, Jay, because on this podcast, God has given us some unique, specific conversations ranging from what it is that we ask for and, you know, how we deal with our burdens of pride and also understanding the the pleasant fruit or life experiences we can all obtain mm-hmm. uh, by juxtaposing our innate perspectives and habits and even striving to connect and develop that yearning to become solely reliant on the love of God. And, and I really want to emphasize that yearning uh, mm-hmm. to be solely reliant on him um, because with that, it shows that we are in a position to be appreciative of his presence mm-hmm. that has come to do and accomplish his will and not ours. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so all these conversations that we've had have led us to my opinion, you know, and again, audience look at all the topics we've had thus far. But I believe all these conversations are really, you know, bringing us to these two words uh, for today's conversations, Jay. And those words are peace and happiness, mm-hmm. not love and happiness like that song, you know, love and happiness. Yeah, we <laughs> Same, ain't doing, not, 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 not right. <laughs> <laughs> so not that one, not like the song yet, though, like mm-hmm. the song, I believe every human, no matter the race, mm-hmm. religion, sexual orientation, every generation of people that have existed, I believe, have all had the same goal mm-hmm. and desire. And that's to uncover and obtain those two powerful words of peace and happiness in their lives. However, I'm afraid that due to lack of understanding of our purpose, and again, this is more, you know, challenge to that Christian man or that man or woman that's trying to find out where they're supposed to be in this journey of life due to our lack of understanding of purpose, and subsequently our ignorance to our Father, our God's nature, mm-hmm. uh, we don't realize that our interpretation, uh, yours and mine's, uh, related to those two words, the peace and happiness, they mm-hmm. may differ. Um, and, and they differ because we have all consumed the societal version of these words differently, right? Mm-hmm. Which, again, they're all peace and happiness from a societal standpoint is rooted in our fleshly carnal nature. So in other words, mm-hmm. again, fulfilling my desires alone for my own glory, right? So related to peace and happiness, I personally could say that in my mid to late 20s, finding things that made me happy, I assume they also meant that I had peace, right? Mm-hmm. So that promotion, that new that new car, that, mm-hmm. you know, me being showered with words of praise uh, for my, fin- my friends and family, mm-hmm. you know, when I was, when I was or when I felt blessed, then that's when I had peace. So I thought, right? But on the flip side of that, um, 
I wasn't happy if I didn't feel blessed. Uh, somehow I, it made me feel that there was no peace in my life. There was mm. no presence of peace because, again, I, quote unquote, was not happy. So what I didn't take into consideration, OJ, is that I was chasing blessings. Mm. Right. You go to church every Sunday, you're praising the Lord. I just I'm just happy to be here. But really, you're, you're looking, you're earning for something that for God to do. And that's what I was doing. I was going to church mm. to chase a blessing because those blessings made me happy being mm. in the presence of the Lord to to put my request out there, made me feel good. Um, and again, assuming that I was aligned with God, mm. right? But when my father would test my faith with the very thing that he blessed me with, oh, baby boy, I, I was I was having issues. Mm. I was struggling. And, and I was having that like a child, you know, type of situation. I, I was having tenter, temper tantrums uh, from my disappointment due to the tests I was experiencing. And, you know, it wasn't just impacting me negatively. It was impacting others around me negatively. Right. And due to my foolish selfishness um, at, at that time, I never even took into consideration, bro, mm -hmm. how disrespectful my mm -hmm. outlook that to part. God was. That part. Right. Like I, I'm asking for all these blessings. I'm asking for, for God to, to, to show me his, his glory. And then when he does, it doesn't go the way I thought or how I want it. Now I'm ticked off. Like mm -hmm. how, 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 Mm, it, it, like even saying it out loud disgusts me. Self-absorbed. Yeah, dude. It yeah. was like it was crazy, right? But again, due to God's grace, thank God I woke up realizing mm -hmm. that most of us, right? And this was also me at the time. I was choosing happiness over peace and not even realizing mm -hmm. it. Right. And so what if I, you know, told you that chasing happiness the way that the world has showcased the vanity of it all mm -hmm. which again vanity is excessive pride in something mm -hmm. um you know chasing that vanity of all this was meaningless right mm -hmm. and not only is it meaningless these thoughts of happiness that we chase they're fleeting burdens uh that really just weigh in on our lives in a way that we don't even realize and and another example of that is i believe chasing happiness is like the wind you may feel the presence of happiness, yet as fast as you felt it is as fast as it escapes you. Facts. Moving on, leaving you with just a brief memory of what it felt like. And here's some examples of that win. That was that vacation you was on. The tequila that you was drinking because, you know, it was a long week. Or that, or that side chick that makes you feel kind of good about yourself because you already know. Mm -hmm. Right? So all these things are that, that, that wind that we do chase because again, it makes us happy. And one thing I would like to highlight real quick, um, Ecclesiastics mm -hmm. chapter one, verse two through, uh, through four. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanities of vanities is vanity, futile, meaningless, a wisp of smoke, a vapor that vanishes. Merely chasing the wind. Mm. What advantage does man have from all of his works, which he does under the sun? One generation goes, another generation comes, but the earth remains forever. And, bro, reading that, just to kind of put things into perspective, I, I would love to, for the audience to kind of ask themselves this question. What, what is it that we're doing? To gain happiness that's actually meaningless. Mm -hmm. There's something that everybody right now is doing to 
again, self-generate mm-hmm. happiness. That's actually mm-hmm. meaningless. What is that busybody activity that you're participating in without God's intervention, without his counsel? Are you praying for God to relieve you from your burdens and struggles so that you can feel happy or for you to fulfill his will? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and Jay, I would love if you can jump in on some of these points. I mean, I know I said a lot, but if you could just jump mm-hmm. in on some of these points, because right before you go, I, I just want to say that it makes my head shake at the amount of time and energy that I personally mm-hmm. have wasted in my life trying to be happy yet not having grounded peace, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a disconnect. So, you know, I would love your perspective yeah. of what causes that disconnect. Yeah, no. Um, for one, I want to address your comment around how we chase uh, happiness and, you know, we associate that with peace. And in many cases, we find ourselves as Christian people in the faith, we're praying to God for these blessings that you talked about. And I, I, I think we sometimes need to put ourselves in God's shoes. Many of you are parents, many of you are are friends to people, uncles, aunts, whatever. And just imagine someone being not invested in you as, as, as a person and being invested in understanding you and getting to know you. They're just focused on what they can get from you. Yeah. That, that, that alone is a flawed approach to relationship, first and foremost. So it's imperative for us as children of God to be very mindful of how we approach him yep. and to be uh, mature enough to realize that this relationship, this getting to understand this magnificent God who is infinite while we're finite, it's more than just what we can get from him. And yeah. if, if that's been our focus, that can help us realize why we have yet to truly experience what Elsie and I are about to unpack. <clears throat> but I also want to speak on, you know, the comment around, you know, pursuing happiness that's actually meaningless. I would kind of counter that and say, I, well, not counter it. I'll build upon it. So I agree. But <laughs> I think as I've matured, I have learned that this concept of living a life to pursue happiness actually creates unnecessary burdens in our life. So mm. it's not just meaningless. It actually has meaning, but the meaning might not actually be good. Right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, Elsie, I believe that this podcast is intended to help our listeners avoid pitfalls that many of, of us have already experienced or yep. you and I have fallen into. Yep. Um, you know, so for example, as we think about chasing happiness, we can spend years allocating a significant amount of our income to clothe ourselves in things that make us feel good, yet in return have a, a, a bondage to debt, lack of wholeness, mm. even loneliness, even while some of us have that quote unquote better half living on the side, other side of our homes mm. that we actually prayed for. Mm. To that point, many of us spend disproportionate amounts of time chasing or even, again, asking God for that Proverbs 31 woman or that Boaz. All the while, we haven't actually even done the work within ourselves to understand first what it means to submit to God and mm-hmm. his will for us, despite what we want. Mm. let alone go on the journey to actually understand that this marriage thing that many, which is beautiful. Let's keep it. I'm, I'm not shaming it. <laughs> I am saying that there is a, uh, 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 an incredible responsibility to understand that this thing is an ordained institution that God created. And it's important for us to understand 
what is required of us in that season to actually have a marriage worth having. And if we take a nice step back and look over our lives, many of the things, places, and people that we pursued actually did more harm than good in our lives. Mm. Here's the blessing, though. God is so beautiful, powerful, and, and, and such a good, good godly father that he will allow those lessons to keep us from making the same mistakes over and over. And he can even turn our mess into a masterpiece. So despite you say, hey, Jay, I haven't gone on the path to really understand God. I got married prematurely. The beautiful thing is God can still intervene. God can still turn that thing that is ugly into something that is beautiful. So um, I just really think that we need to, as we pursue these things, as we're praying for these things, we need to acknowledge that many of these things are temporary mm-hmm. and have no substance. Although in many cases, we deceive ourselves into thinking that these things will result in some permanent state of euphoria that does not exist on this earth. Yeah, no, I, I love how you um, brought together. These are things that we're asking for again. And again, this goes back to, like I said before, Previous message, you asked, yeah. like when we're asking God for things without understanding the results of it, without understanding the diligence of that relationship that he's trying to bring together, there's a lot of risk that comes with that, especially mm-hmm. when we have that selfish mindset. So I love the points, bro, that you that you brought up. And, you know, as we dive, like I said, I want to be direct yet detailed. So mm-hmm. I actually kind of want to define peace and happiness so we kind of keep these words again in context so peace is defined as freedom from disturbance tranquility a state or period of time which there's no war or war has ended Mm -hmm. and happiness is a state of being and contentment a pleasurable or satisfying experience so those are very different very different right and i think it's interesting when you hear those things spoken separately it makes me Mm -hmm. you know wonder again from an audience standpoint what are we desiring are we Mm -hmm. desiring the world's definition of peace for that having that tranquility and that happiness where everything just feels pleasurable because you know i'll say first off i'm i'm curious to really know how many people that are listening to the sound of my voice or people that you may know that can say, I identify with both of these things right now based on how my life is going. I am fully tranquil. Everything is exactly where it needs to be. And I'm extremely enjoying the pleasures of my life with no issues or complications. I, I would be really interested to meet those individuals. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I would like to even add to the question, can you have happiness with no peace Mm-hmm. Or can you have peace and not be happy? Because mm-hmm. I, I believe that we are all guilty, or at least have been guilty at times, of combining our understandings of peace and happiness like an emotional bundle package uh, of our perceptions of what makes us feel complete, you know, whole and balanced. Um, and, and this is why our motives of what we desire matter so mm-hmm. much, right? Because if your desires are only self-fulfilling, then, you know, when you need to feel happy, that's dangerous for you and for others around you because it's very unstable. Right. So I I'm suggesting that we search for peace over happiness. And that mm-hmm. is only, though, if we believe that our plan, our purpose is living outside of ourselves, outside of our own will, mm-hmm. and focus on a will bigger than ours, focus on what God has has really laid out for us. And, and I would like to take the time to throw some scriptures in here to kind of 
lay a little bit more foundation. So John 16 and 33, um, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world, you have tribulation Mm -hmm. and distress and suffering. But be courageous, be confident, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world and my conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. And then if we was to go to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 7 through 9. But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation, in unworthy earth vessels of human fertility, so that the grander and surpassing greatness of the power to be shown from God, his sufficiency, that it's from him and not ourselves. We are pressed in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down and persecuted, but not deserted. Struck down, but we are never destroyed. So, Jay, I would like for you to help me to take those scriptures into a context um, to, to really help bring out the execution of peace over happiness versus the lack of peace because of chasing happiness. So from that perspective, bro, what, what, what would you give me on that? So uh, in full transparency, I, I'm not going to break down the scriptures. I have not done my due diligence to study that to do that. But what I sure, can do, sure. what I can do is answer one of your earlier questions that I do believe you can have happiness without peace. Um, as you noted to the point earlier, um, p- happiness is a very temporary feeling, right? Peace is actually a fruit of the spirit, is something that can't be attained without a, a genuine, sincere connection to God. And this is why many of us have seen the wills and jadas of the world. I'll leave it at that. But the wills and jadas of the world, they uh, have lived this very picture perfect life. They have this aspiring celebrity lifestyle, longevity in their careers, tons of money. They've traveled the world and unbeknownst to us, beyond the surface, there was no love in that home, at least Mm. love from God that was sustaining, Mm. right? It didn't, that, that, that love that should have translated into peace that has the ability to sustain wholeness, contentment, Mm. and even godly impact that marriage is actually intended to produce. So yes, They looked great. They have achieved some of the greatest heights in their careers, Oscars, for example. And well, Mm. many of us see that when you chase happiness at the at the expense of God's ordained peace, everything you actually want doesn't do what you thought it was supposed to do. And that's because happiness is what the world can give you surface level things that temporarily fill voids while simultaneously leaving you incomplete. The way we as human live, it's very similar to children. And I'm truly, the more I grow, I I realize why God has referred to us as children (laughs) of God. We are sheep who need a shepherd. Um, You know, so using the children example, Elsie, and you know this better than me, although I have watched your your beautiful four children (laughs) grow up and, and, and just keep me very active and busy. But in many cases, young children don't have context. So yeah. Again, you probably have experienced this. Children, without that context, they will 
they they will create um they'll they'll create some fun for themselves they'll they'll <laughs> dive into those adult supplies the paint for example the expensive makeup dad's prized possession and they go to town with those things in the house they have a right. blast they're drawing on themselves the walls the kitchen table mm-hmm. their siblings they're banging that new gadget on the floor because it makes them what elsie happy happy in the moment <laughs> yet they don't know what they don't know and if you've stayed on this journey with Elsie and I long enough, you understand that this is not a self-help podcast. We are here to reveal what is beneath the surface. And like a child, you can either come or, or excuse me, you can either continue to remain ignorant, juvenile, and even mm. foolish, or you mm. can eventually grow up and juxtapose those things and grab a hold of perspective. And we've all seen what happens to children who refuse to grow up. They have a big age, but they become hardened, lost, stubborn, and even sometimes synonymous with lack, struggle, and defeat. But if we let them tell it, many have convinced themselves that they're living their best life. Mm. Living life according to their their rules, marching to the beat of their own drum. But anyone who has sense, I'm not even talking godly sense, but common sense can see that they're self-destructing. Mm. And I want to submit that those of us who refuse to grow in the knowledge of God, you are that child. Having a form of godliness, yet not having the context, yet never coming into the power of the true things, for example, peace, that God has made available. And that can be the very thing, despite the circumstances that keep you grounded that keep you in a state of wholeness, that keep you in a state of contentment. Kids, children, their focus is fun. Doing things with people who make them feel good. Doing things to make themselves feel understood, feel seen, feel loved. Yet the very people who actually really love them, the people who are really who that child needs, the child often rejects those people. Mm. Because those people typically aren't making me feel good or feel happy yet they have the very thing that is needed to set you on a path of wholeness that leads to peace. And we chase happiness at the expense of true peace that's available to us all. And this truly is a a depiction of what many of us have done with our relationship with Christ, sadly. Mm, mm. Man, I had to I had to just check my chest to look for the bullet. Holes. All those <laughs> all those shots that you those shots that just rang out, man. Hey, that That's was real. Uh, man, the depth of what you just said. Um as you guys already heard my said shots fired. So please, folks, chew on the steak. Rewind this thing a little bit if you need to, but chew on the steak and get all the flavor of what JC just served up. Cause that that was a. Uh, it, there's a lot there. And if you ignore that, you're missing a huge piece of what we're trying to communicate today. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I'd like to add uh, to that, like that childlike behavior that you saw about bro. Cause if anyone is wondering what this could look like based on our ways and our thoughts in order to obtain again, what we believe reflects happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I want everybody to like really think about themselves. As I say this, like when you believe you're trying to obtain what reflects happiness, understand we attempt to showcase it to others for validation, whether we realize it or not, right. We start operating in the state of what I would call quote unquote B B E 
self-created happiness, right? In order to then call your lives peaceful. So this is what we like to call the hard work, operating in the state of be in order to self-identify with the manifestations of your life and all the hard work that you've done attempting to self-create your happiness. And here's the thing. The thing about attempting to be happy in order to obtain t- uh, obtain peace, it's a fleeting high moment. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, not only is it a fleeting high moment, it brings heavier low moments. Mm-hmm. Right? So now, I and again, and I think you said this earlier, Jay, like, I'm not saying that none of us should have the desire to experience happiness. Of course. That's not what I'm saying yeah, at all. Yeah. That, that's, that's not what I'm saying. There's what just I'm more. Saying, yeah, it's more to this, right? And I'm saying not to believe that you or I have the stamina to self-create happiness in order to achieve peace because mm-hmm. eventually like I said earlier about chasing win mm-hmm. it's going to drive you crazy yeah right and and this goes back to that very common question JC that you know you and I have asked some podcasts before but we're going to say it again what are you living for yeah and what is the source that you're tapping into to obtain your heart's desires mm-hmm. and and it's important to stop and reflect just on those two questions, right? Mm-hmm. Because I believe we've all found ourselves falling into that trap of wanting to experience an exciting life the way that we internally view things, right? And if we're honest about it, it's all for the self-indulging and, and pleasurable things of life that we want, right? Mm-hmm. We we believe we deserve these things, right? And you brought this up earlier. And since I am married, I feel like I got to jump back on this. Okay. The, the the marriage the marriage piece of this one, I, and I got to bring this up because I swear, if any brother says this around me, I might hit a, hit them with a ham sandwich <laughs> or something. The the happy wife, happy life. Oh Jesus, it's a lie. It's a lie. I don't. Whoever told you it's true, tell them the devil himself is the only one that can say that. That there's no truth in that statement. Happy wife equals happy life. Because here's the thing, fellas, and I'm gonna speak to to the gentleman on this one first. A lot of us, when we first get married, it's because of happiness. We we want to prove that you know we can make our wives happy. We can we can make our family feel prosperous because of again we're men and all these great things that we believe we have. And then when we get married. Well, and we see that that thing I used to do don't make boo boo, uh, you know, do what she used to do anymore. Oh, now now we now we got an attitude. Hmm. Now we got to go to the bar, you know, when the wife because hey, I just can't talk to her. I don't, I don't have time to, to be in her face, not realizing that you're supposed to be the chief author of peace in that home. Hmm. But because you're not happy. Because you're not getting your way because, again, you married her. You thought she was going to serve you. You thought she was going to make you feel like this great king. And when you walked in the house after day 35, you realize, oh, <laughs> she sees I'm a common man. Oh, I'm, I, I too am weak. And because you don't know how to deal with that, because we haven't humbled ourselves and put ourselves in a position to deal with that, there's no peace in the house, right? And, and Jay, I'm only highlighting these things, not to knock anybody down mm-hmm. or make us feel bad, but I have to highlight this because our lack of awareness of how we chase moments of happiness, it leads to these meaningless mm-hmm. actions, highlighting our blind understanding of purpose. So everything I said, brothers, you didn't get married so you could be treated like a king. Mm. You, ladies, you didn't get married so that he could serve you and, and get you your pedicures. And, that, that, that's not why you married. 
I suggest we do our research because as we can see the things that we try to make our marriages happy with, you, you probably got a lot of divorced friends right now, don't you? Ooh. You probably got a lot of folks going through separations right now, don't you? Because Ooh. again, just like me, okay, I, I'm speaking to me. I had to learn the hard way. It ain't about what I could give her. Mm-hmm. It's about what I can sustain while I'm here. And guess what? I can't sustain nothing without my daddy. That I'm going to call it like it is. That All right, part. but moving on, moving on. Uh, because again, it's all about that understanding of purpose. And and again, when you don't know your purpose, you'll find yourself with empty desires, mm. living your best life. Everything is focused on you for your happiness in order to claim your fleeting peace. Mm. You spend money on what you want. And as you said earlier, Jay, yet you're buried in debt. Mm. You're posting all your, your, your updates to your new job, six-figure job on Facebook and IG. You know, you're stunting on everybody. Yet the experience of making money isn't exciting because you realize you actually have more problems mm. because of the money you now have. You know, you surround yourself with people that you like to or want to call friends because you hope that they know how to celebrate you. Mm-hmm. Yet you're around all these people and somehow you are still lonelier than ever. Mm. You mm-hmm. travel all over the world showing the beautiful snapshots of your life. Mm-hmm. But while you're there on your lovely vacation, <clears throat> boo, you can't even sleep. Mm. You, your anxiety and insecurities are all over the place. And, and that's no way to live. Brother, um, I, Sorry. <laughs> I, I, and this is the damage that living according to the world standard does to us. And I think there's yeah. a lot more for you to unpack even from a marriage perspective and yes sir yes sir. while biblically i can speak to things that i have learned been exposed to and i i've seen a lot of things from a marriage perspective that are uninspiring but i've also mm. had line of insight as i've matured to why things are uninspiring and why things you know fail and and lead to misery and all the above who knows maybe one day we can get a lot on the podcast and i I think you guys would be able to be a beautiful example of how relationships should look right they're imperfect but led by god are i would say we are far from perfect but that's i mean elsie think of our relationship right like you're my brother we and we'll talk about this in season two we were not the best of friends right but when you, <laughs> right, when you right. let god into something when you get let god yeah. lead and when you're not focused yeah. on oh she didn't do this so i'm not gonna do it it, it takes things to a different dimension but anyway yes, i really does. do appreciate you bringing up what you're living for because i do believe and it's obvious what we're living for leaves evidence it leaves residue so we can convince ourselves that we're living for something but if we don't see the tangible fruit it's showing ourselves that we're deceiving ourselves into thinking that what we are doing or living for is one thing when it's actually another. And we've already discussed how deceitful our hearts are. So we have an opportunity, we could, but we have an opportunity to be like that uncle or that auntie that you probably saw this Thanksgiving celebration. Hmm. Um, You could be like them. And everybody, you know, that one auntie, that one uncle who been trying to get it right since you had two teeth in your mouth as a child. And now you're an adult looking at that same person living in the land of chaos, pursuing the temporary things that only man can give them while wasting their precious life that God has made available, let alone the redemption of the life to come. And like that auntie, like that uncle, some people genuinely don't want it. 
But I have learned, mm. I have truly learned most, arguably most of us have not had the proper guidance to know where to begin this journey of understanding mm-hmm. so that we can live a life that yields peace in the midst of these chaotic, challenging moments that we all experience that are actually yeah. intended to refine us and to rebuild yeah. us and to give us endurance to continue to champion this life God has given us while leaving an impact for those who will come after us. And I believe, Elsie, as we get prepared for season two, we will begin to help our listeners delve deeper into the knowledge of God to go from an awareness of juxtaposition to truly living this thing out on a daily basis, a life spirit-led that defies the flesh. Yes, this will require discipline. Yes, this will require sacrifice and time to learn. Yes, this will require prayer and 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 given to our heavenly father who gave himself to to save you but it's so worth it much more than the fleeting happiness of what life presents to us all so why not reallocate time to the things that actually yield a return on the investment versus those fleeting pleasures that simultaneously have the ability to keep you ignorant right we all yeah, have an opportunity yeah. to live a thriving life um, and that thriving life may not look as good as the multi-million dollar lifestyle of the Wills and Jada of the world, but it has an opportunity to give you wealth and richness that cannot be purchased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love that, Jay. And it reminds me of that example we had said not too long ago. It's like, you know, being a real housewife, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're fancy material, but you're broke. In, in, spirit. in your spirit, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like you, you got a broken spirit, but you got your feet, your your face is beat, <laughs> your face is beat, your your hair laid, your wig is on, is on your unit is <laughs> not on the nice, wig, <laughs> the whole unit. The unit. <laughs> but at the same time, bro, with with this opportunity that you know you just kind of laid out, I think we all have the opportunity to really juxtapose our desired understanding of even this topic, because I I do know that this topic is not going to be easy to hear mm-hmm. from it, heck it wasn't even easy for me to digest myself i'm mm-hmm. um, going through this lesson um but at the same time i think it's like you said bro like we're going to be really honing in on how do we apply mm-hmm. juxtaposing not just being aware of it right so if we learn how to embrace the opportunities to because that's what it is it, peace is an opportunity you have an opportunity experience it everybody doesn't get the opportunity or is even open to receiving it and i don't mean just experience peace and happiness or peace over happiness for yourself but the way that god actually intended so you know when even when you go to romans chapter 15 verse 13 mm-hmm. may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing through the experience of your faith that the that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. And then another one I would like to bring to the table is going to be Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verse 11 through 14. It says, my son, do not reject or take lightly the discipline of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Learn from your mistakes and the testing that comes from his correction through discipline, nor despise his rebuke for for those whom the Lord loves. Mm -hmm. He corrects even as a father corrects his son in whom he delights happy, blessed, considered, fortunate and admired is the man 
who finds skillful and godly wisdom mm. and a man who gains understanding and insight, learning from God's word and life's experiences for wisdom profits more than the profit of silver and her gain is better than fine gold. Mm. So how can a man find peace without godly wisdom? Right. Furthermore, again, this goes back to the yearning for a relationship with Christ. As you, as I kind of laid out in those scriptures there, you, you see who's the one that's activating this joy, what's activating this peace. It starts with that relationship. And as you said, bro, we aren't all taught how to understand what's being shared today. It's kind of like, again, you know, me and Mark talked about before, like being a husband or wife, like who taught us mm. how to be a husband, how to be a wife? Like some of these things aren't taught, but it is important for us to still have this awareness because the fruit of the relationship that Christ yields and the understanding of his love, that's what births the peace that we're talking about mm. here. Um, and, and again, a, another example of that, if we go to Philippians chapter four, Verse four through seven, rejoice in the Lord always, delight, take pleasure in him. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be generous, unselfish, mercy, tolerance, and patient. Be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, in every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving continue to make your specific request known to god and the peace of god that peace which reassures the heart that peace that transcends all understanding that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in jesus christ is yours and one more romans 8 31 through 39 What shall we say? Excuse me. I, I said 30. I meant 28, um, 28 into, uh, to 31. So that's Romans 8, 29 through 31. For those whom he knew, foreknew, he loved and chose beforehand. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So that he would be the firstborn, firstborn among many believers and those who he predestined he also called and those that he called he also justified declared free of guilt of sin and those whom who he justified he also glorified raising them from heaven with raising them uh to heavenly dignity so what then shall we say of these things if god before us who can successfully be against us? If he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him generously give us all things? Who will bring any good charge against God's chosen elect? It is God who justifies and declares us blameless within himself. So again, bro, like as I look at these things, that was one of the flyest and boldest descriptions of peace because again when i know what my relationship with god is and what that looks like nothing is moving me my 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 security is laced in his nature but again you can only stand on these words if you are truly not just believing them but have a desire to have a relationship with christ that will produce the evidence 
of this work within you. Yeah, and I think, you know, to the point of the relationship, I actually want to go a little further up in Romans 8 and start with 5 through 9, go go 5 through 9. So, um, you know, obviously, again, as I've said before, application is very important to me to make all of this make sense and real in our lives. So Romans 8, 5 through 9 says... For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on flesh is death, but to set Mm. the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit Mm. to God's law. Indeed, it cannot Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. And, you know, the way we live is truly a byproduct of what we've learned, whether good or bad. Um, And I've learned that if you stop being a student, you will slowly erode as your earthly bodies do as well, right? So our earthly bodies can erode, but everything else does not have to. It can actually grow um, and, and continue to renew itself. And the way we live and what we constantly desire in our heart or set our our minds to is shaping our experience in this life. So again, if we set our mind on the things of the flesh, that is separating us from what you, Elsie, just spoke about. Verse six mentions to set our mind on the flesh is death. And while that might not be instantaneous physical death, it leads to yeah. spiritual death. It, in, it yeah. inhibits or it stops what verse six concludes with, right? It, as a result of setting our mind on the spirit life and peace is a byproduct of that. So if we are, let me just use this example. So it's similar to going to a doctor who says maintaining your eating, drinking, living life, you know, lifestyle, your habits, those will eventually lead to chronic fill in the blank. And again, it may not be an instantaneous diagnosis, but you will eventually succumb to the effects of gravity. And like we said before, I get it. This is not a feel-good message, but Elsie, just like mom used to give us Robitussin back in the day, that was flat out nasty. (laughs) It was the very thing we needed to provide healing to the sickness that we couldn't see, despite the very obvious symptoms that we experienced. So we all have symptoms that we're experiencing, whether you know, we, we want to acknowledge them or grow numb to them. Um, you know, this is an opportunity to realize if I'm just focused on what I want and the things that the world is telling me I can have and climbing that corporate ladder and proving people wrong and doing this and doing this and that, I'm setting my mind on the flesh, what is, which is presenting myself to inhibit or to not it attain the peace and life that is available. Um, and I just, I want to highlight, um, you know, the fact that as we are on this journey, you know, there's an opportunity to truly dive deeper with us, as I've said before, as we lean into season two, to really experience the life and peace that God has intended for us. And, um, you know, I really want to also acknowledge the help that God has made available to us all. So very quickly, I want to mention Hebrews 4, verse 15, and it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. This is referring to Jesus. 
Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So as you all know, this podcast is called Juxtaposition, seeing two things with contrasting effects and your flesh will desire things. You will, as we live in this fallen world, we will be susceptible or vulnerable to a certain thought process, a certain lifestyle, certain habits. But when we continue to position ourselves as children of God who are seeking help, who are coming to him boldly, telling him what we need in our time of, 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 of need, he is willing to put things in front of you like a podcast, right? Like people to help you give you what is needed to live the life that was ordained for you that opens the door to the peace over this temporary happiness. Yeah, yeah. And, and bro, as you kind of would just illustrate in there, if we miss this piece, again, it's because we're not understanding that this is not about self-help, mm-hmm. right? This is this this journey of happiness. You know, we have all made a part of our lives that we've innately consumed to achieve, right? But at the same time, I think today, if you ever heard anything if that was important, I think today, if we can start to challenge ourselves to really rethink how we achieve this thing called peace, how we achieve this thing called happiness and stop attempting to feel happy, but to obtain the sustainability of your life, which again goes back to peace. And I, I will end with this one scripture, Isaiah uh, 26, verse three. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Very simple, very sweet. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's just, and it's so subtle because this is what we like to call the fruit. And as you said, peace is the fruit of the spirit. And I know we'll be discussing mm-hmm. um, what that looks like and how to apply that to our daily lives a little bit later. But before Jay, we can even dive into the importance of a topic like the fruit of the spirit. We have to start with juxtaposing the desires of chasing the feelings. And again, people, I want to emphasize feelings of being happy and begin to lean on Christ daily, never yielding to the experiences that we have because the very peace that surpasses all understanding, giving us the opportunity to consider all things in joy within our lives, despite of how things may feel. This is when we know we have tapped into that lovely, beautiful statement of his grace is sufficient enough. Amen. Well, friends, we will uh, be back next Friday, as always, with a very, very special message uh, that Elsie will be leading. But until next time, this is Juxtaposition.